The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my friend Yvette Gray with me here today. Yvette is a recreation professional and she manages the Minneapolis Park and Rec Board. And Yvette and I met a couple months ago because she is on the board at my ministry school. So she came and we had this conversation um, there and we wanted to continue it because I just think it's so important when we're talking about just healing um, the divide that has happened between people of color and mostly white people. But I would say that there's other races out there that it has happened to. Would you agree, Yvette? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So I want to thank you for joining me here today. It's an honor to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit and this is just, it's not always an easy conversation to have, but I just, I want to thank you for just doing it because when you came and and shared with us, you just shared with such a level of grace and love. Um, and it brought a lot of healing to me, right? Because as a person that wants to, um, be an advocate and heal, like sometimes I just don't know what to do. So why don't you just start there and just share a little bit about, kind of your background and your experience and, and what your feelings are as a person of color, especially these last two years in Minnesota when, when it's been a huge issue. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, thanks again. Thanks again for having me to talk about this. Um, I would say like, first, when I came to your school, we talked about this a little bit. I had never spoken about this topic at all. Right. So it was just really, um, my own thoughts, my own experience for things that I, you know, have been thinking about quite a bit, or, sure. you know, I might find myself in certain cir- circumstances and then, you know, just reflecting. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that all really came together when I was asked to speak at Dare to Believe. Yeah. Um, and it, and like I said, it was just like a, a kind of a collage of thoughts that I had about experiences that I had. Can you share any of those with us today? Um, I guess if I have to think about, I don't know if there's like one experience that I can share, but, um, the election, certainly, um, the way people were responding to, um, the political environment, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it would feel like race became a part of that. Um, When I would hear Christians saying certain things that um, I felt were not in alignment with what I believe that God would say. Sure. And I would feel like it shouldn't be a divide between black and white Christians, right? Right. Like Mm -hmm. our reference point should be God. And so anytime we are splitting off from that, then to me, um, that was troublesome, right? Yeah. So there would be, it's hard to explain, but there are things like that, that I would experience that would cause me to reflect. Yeah. 
So you told a great story when you were at our school about, um, and it wasn't your story. It was someone in a grocery store. Um, and just, can you just paint the picture of what it, what it maybe would feel like, um, to be in a situation to be in a person of color that has felt discriminated against? Um, cause that story was such a great example. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the story is of a woman and her sister-in-law who are in the grocery store and, um, her sister-in-law, um, happens to look white. Um, and so they're together. So it appears as though there is a black woman and a white woman in a grocery store together. Right. Even they're though the ch- white woman is actually mixed, correct? Correct. Yeah. And, um, the white woman goes, or the person who looks white goes through the checkout and the person that's checking out is just really nice and happy and chatty and yeah. just no problem. The woman writes a check and the, the checkout person takes the check gladly, no problem, and then moves on. Yeah. So now the person of color, same, you know, hello, how are you? But there's no conversation. There's the, all that chattiness has gone away. The friendliness has gone away. And when uh, this woman writes her check, the checkout person says, well, I'm going to need two forms of ID. Mm. And now you see, okay, well, you didn't ask for two forms of ID with the person that was just in front of me. Right. So now what is the difference? What has changed? And so then of course the person, she gets defensive and she's like, well, this is our policy, but it wasn't your policy for her. Right. For the person right in front of you, (laughs) right in front of you. Yeah. And um, of course she didn't realize that they were connected, that they were friends. And so now people who are on the outside of this watching are starting to see now, why would you do this? Like they actually see what the difference in what happened. And so the story goes on, you know, to say like what had happened, right. If I had responded or if she had responded in a way that, um, where she just got angry. Sure. Right. Um, then sometimes stereotypes are reinforced in that situation. Yeah. But because people were allowed to see that take place, then it, um, I think it, it, again, it gave space for reflection. Like, wow, I didn't realize that this was still happening or people experienced this, or I never would have thought. Yeah. Right. And I'm curious if that cashier even realized, you know, what, what she was doing, um, or if she just was conditioned to think that way for whatever reason. Right. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this question as, as a white person who is seeing this, um, what would be an appropriate way to respond? Cause I've heard so many sides of this story, right? Like, you know, people of color want, um, white people to speak up about it. And then I've heard the other side of the coin where if we say that, that perpetuates the idea that black or people of color need a white person to save them. And, you know, I just want to be an ally in all things. So mm-hmm. would you want someone to speak up if, if that had happened to you, Yvette, would you want a white person with you to say something and speak up? Or how would you want that to be handled? What would make you feel seen and loved in that situation? Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the situation. I don't, you know, it's hard to say like a blanket statement. Sure. But I would say having an advocate, excuse me, I would say having an advocate in some cases is helpful. Yeah. Um, Especially 
like if you're the minority in a situation, sure. Um, if you, who has the power in the situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that all should be evaluated. I think it's okay to ask, you know, like, is it okay if I say something? Are you, are sure. you okay with me advocating yeah. for you in this mm-hmm. situation? Um, how would you like me to handle it? Or would you like me to handle it at all? Sure. Um, I that's think great. all that's of that great. plays a role. And in- yeah. And that's great. Like if I didn't know you and I was standing line behind you and I witnessed it to just say, mm-hmm. is it okay if I say something I think could be powerful? Cause maybe they don't want you to, or maybe they do. Right. Yeah. That's so good. That's yeah. So good. Love that. Um, I would say this just brings to mind an example. I was at the park once and, um, we, there was like a a group in the gym Mm -hmm. and they had gone over time. And so there was a white woman who was waiting and there were girls of color and there was a yoga class going on. Sure. Okay. So there was a yoga class going on in the gym and then there were the girls basketball team waiting to go in. And so there was a white woman who perceived that, you know, you just are going over time because you don't care that there are these girls of color out here waiting to play basketball. Sure. But that was not the case. And so she just said, I'm going to use my privilege and I'm going to go in here and stop this. But she was completely wrong. She was she was reading the room wrong. Yeah. And so it caused a bunch of chaos that didn't need to take place. Yeah. If she had asked a question like to get more information, sure. Then it would have been so she had the right intent, but she was reading the situation incorrectly. And so it caused confusion where there didn't need to be any. Yeah. And that, that is such a great point. And it is hard to know, you know, what is just a, a situation that got misinterpreted or what is dependent on color if people are being biased or even racist or you know, maybe like the cashier just conditioned to think one way and they don't even realize or understand that they're doing it. Um, and it needs to be called out, but I mm-hmm. do you think that's why this has been so hard to heal this area. I do. I think people don't like to talk about it. Yeah. I think people want to believe that it's in the past yeah. and that we should just get over it. Um, I think people don't want to believe that they hold um beliefs about another group of people because then it says something about them like I think people the first thing people want to say was I'm not racist and I believe that people think that but I think because we're conditioned and we've been taught things that sometimes we think are fact that we don't question them yeah and people incorporate that into well this just is yeah. Right. It mm-hmm. just is. And it's like, well, no, let's think about that a little bit more. And I think that happens to all of us, not just white people. Right. That happens. That happens to me, too, where I hold a thought. And then I have to question the thought. I have to challenge the thought. Yes. And that happens in a variety of situations, not just with with race. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point. And I've I found myself doing that, too, just questioning because I don't want to hold any any beliefs that that caused this divide anymore. Right. Like mm-hmm. I really do love all people, but I do think we all have some biases. Right. Yeah. I shared absolutely. a story with you a couple months ago about I was leaving target 
and it was at night and I was alone. And there was a man that was walking Mm. really close to me, like really just within a few steps behind me. And it made me uncomfortable. And I, I crossed over to the other side of the parking lot. So they weren't directly behind me. And then out of the corner of my eye, I could see that this person was a person of color. Right. And I I had to stop myself and say, and I didn't know that they were when I first saw them, I just felt the presence and I felt uncomfortable. And I almost wanted to turn to that man and say, it's not because you're a person of color. It's because you were making me uncomfortable, but obviously that was super inappropriate to do. That would not have been okay to do. And I have no idea what his intentions were regardless of his race, because he was making me really uncomfortable with how close he was walking to me. Yeah. So just things like that, like always questioning, um, where we're coming from, I think is so important too. And I mean, do you have any other ideas of how, uh, people of all races can help heal this area? Like just as individuals, because the government sure isn't going to do it before us. The media is not going to do it for us. Like if anything, I feel like they're causing more of a divide, but Mm -hmm. as individuals, like people like you and me, what are the areas that we can all improve to just bring people together? I would say being open um, is one thing. I think being open to new experiences, open to um, having experiences with different people. I think oftentimes we're kind of like in our own groups. Sure. And so what we think we know about a group of people, we don't really have any firsthand experience. Mm -hmm. We only have what someone has told us or what we were learned growing up. And I think as much as we can put ourselves in di- different situations, um, get to, I mean, I think we all feel comfortable being around people who are like us, who we perceive are like us, yeah. but um, just stepping out of those circles sometimes is you might surprise yourself and find out like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. Right. And yeah. again, it's not just race. I think just getting to know someone else that maybe you had an idea about. Um, I was just talking with my husband. Um, when I first came to the park board, um, one of my coworkers, I wasn't really that like fond of, Sure. right? And there were ways that he did things that I just was kind of like very standoffish to him. Um, well, several years later, he ended up being my supervisor and um, we're the best of friends now. And I just love him. Yeah. And if you had asked myself, you know, back in 2009, how I felt about this person, it would not be how I would describe him now. Yeah. And I shared with him, I was like, you know, there was a time where I would not have ever wanted you to be my boss. And now I wouldn't want anybody else, but you to be my supervisor. That's fantastic. What do you think changed? Um, I feel like my approach to him was one of love, even when I didn't like him. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes sense. I um, yeah. I remember we were at a, an event and uh, his mom and his wife and his two children were there. Yeah. And prior to that, I had never imagined him as someone with a mom or a wife or kids. Yeah. You saw the human side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I thought, okay, this is how I'm going to walk towards him. There, these people love him. And so I'm going to walk towards him and think about him in this light. Yeah. And because I was able to do that, when I would have conversations with him, I could really like sit down, listen to him, 
And over time, I got to see more of who he was as a human being. Yeah, that's so good. And now we're friends, right? Yeah. And he's been so helpful to me. And so that's something, that's an opportunity that I would have cut off Mm -hmm. if I had been stuck in my dislike for him or what I thought I disliked about him. Yeah, that's so good. Just being curious uh, about people or what it is that, because when something is triggered in us, right, there's usually a reason for it. And I think that's so good. What if we mm-hmm. all, what if we all took that approach, right? To, to all people, regardless of race or the color of their skin or their beliefs mm-hmm. and just saw people as people. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's not always easy. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so good. That's so Mm -hmm. good. Any other thoughts you want to share on the subject? I don't know. That's such a broad question. I don't know where I would land on that. Um, Well, you have the mic right now, and this is a safe space to share just, you know, what it's been like for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I will say that even though I can't pinpoint an exact example, yeah, I would say there have been things that I've seen or experienced that are hurtful, especially when they come from the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, and it's my in my heart for like to me, it's like if we as Christians and as believers, if we can't model this, then I don't see why the world would ever want what oh, we have. Yes. And this seems to me like if we're if we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. So to be able to model that again for the world to figure out how to get this right between us is really important. Um, and I feel like the other thing I would say is that we have to keep coming to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I use the example of my supervisor. Yeah. Um, Continuing to come to the table instead of like taking my toys and going home, that helped me too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think when we can find those spaces, like even though I don't understand, I'm I'm going to continue to try. I'm going to persist in trying to understand. I'm going to persist in coming to the table to find out where we align. I remember yeah. there was um, I had a, a there's a coach. He's very passionate at my park and we weren't getting along. Right. And he would make me so mad sometimes. And I know that I would make him angry. Sure. And I remember one day I was um, coming into the park and we were mad at each other right now. Right. And so I see him and I turn my head and I'm like, I'm not even going to look at him. I'm so angry with him right now. And um, I went and I parked my car and I felt like God was like, nope. Yvette, no, that's not who you are. Yeah. So I parked my car and I walked over to speak to him. And it was kind of a long walk. In my mind, I was thinking, I don't want to do this. What if he doesn't respond? Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went over and I put my arm within his arm. I got linked arms with him. And I just said, may we talk? And he said, sure, sure, let's talk. 
And then when we sat down, I said, you know, I know we don't always get along, right? But you love kids and I love kids, yeah. right? That's why we're here because you love kids and I love kids. Can we align there? Maybe we don't agree on a lot of things, but this is the thing that matters. And I think that as believers, white, black, whatever, if we can link arms and we say, hey, you love God and I love God, can we align here? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it that this is the space that we align? Now, how do we how do we work together to kind of make that grow, right? To do yeah. what we're what we're called to do. Yeah. And I think I guess that would be the best. That's so good. My best advice. <laughs> I mean, I have I have goosebumps from head to toe because it's just so good, right? And that advice can be applied to every single area of our life because there's always going to be people that we don't get along with. We don't see eye to eye with, mm-hmm. but especially as believers, you know, yeah, um, they will know that we are Christians by our love. And it's not always that I see people modeling that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I see people throwing around a lot of legalism of he should, she should pointing fingers. Um, and that's mm-hmm. just, that's not who Jesus was by any means. So, right. So good. That's such great advice, Yvette. <laughs> thank you. So good. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on and having this conversation. Like, I know it's uncomfortable, you know, but you just, your heart shows up every time. And that is why I just adore you. And mm. I, th- I just, I thank you for doing that. I thank you for just being a model of just, you know, when, when you, grabbed that man's arm and you just said, let's just talk, even though you're so mad, mm-hmm. um, just what a depiction of grace. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Jesus feels like that about us sometimes too, but he never, he would never leave us hanging. That's right. And not come and take our arm. Um, and say, so yeah. if we said, let's talk. Right. So yeah, well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right about that. Like Jesus would never just leave us there. Right. Right. He would never do that. And that has to be our reference point. It does. It does. So good. Any last thoughts? No, just thank you for what you're doing. I think, I hope that people will hear this and it will cause them to reach out to maybe somebody they've been angry with or someone they disagree with. Right. Or, you know, maybe they can understand someone else's perspective. Yeah. Um, to help bridge the divide. Yeah. And I think if we can move the needle just a little bit, then we're doing our job. So thank you for just being willing to have this conversation with me. I appreciate you. You're so welcome. Thank you for being willing to come on. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.